1: No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Hello and welcome to Medium Shit Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? I hope that you are really well and enjoying your journey, your experiences. I know that at this time um, I'm recording this the day before it's going out actually so I'm pretty on, on point. There's a lot going on energetically for people. We're having to face a lot overcome a lot where a lot of us are being called to surrender into a space that feels uncomfortable I know that I am uh, partly because I find surrender so uncomfortable I want to always be working creating moving and I'm being asked and invited to slow down and step back and that's never a comfortable space for me I don't like it and there's been some revelations here um I think I'm suffering a little bit from burnout, not tragic burnout, but just I've done a lot and it's time to rest, would become big burnout if I wasn't careful. And um, one of the things with that is I've had to take a step back at this time from doing evidential readings. So I'm still working with spirit guides. I'm still doing spiritual coaching. I'm still doing spiritual questions and art readings and things like that. But I've had to take a little step back from sitting in the evidential mediumship frequency because it tires me so. And it's it's like almost that I've got multiple batteries within me And that battery is the one that is struggling the most. So I'm taking a bit of a break from doing those. I'm still doing my demonstrations and things like that. But I wanted to share that with you because it's really important to acknowledge the relief that I felt when I allowed myself to just stop doing them for a bit. The relief, the pressure I've been putting myself under because I think we do demand a lot of ourselves and especially in our mediumship as as working and I know for me there aren't that many mediums that do evidential readings, uh, communicating with loved ones in spirit and so that becomes like a responsibility, it becomes like a stick I beat myself with, well I should still be offering these because people need them, where else are they going to go, how are they going to get one and actually what I need to do is not worry about that so much and just be me but that's hard isn't it so I've been talking to my mentorship students this week and one of the things that has been coming up which I find a really interesting concept to sit with and think about is and I touched it on some of the mediumship minis is our experience when we are communicating with the spirit world. So we all know the different clairs, I think. But you know, clairvoyance, clear seeing, clairaudience, cl- clear hearing, um, alliance, tasting. No, that's smelling. Gustance is tasting. And all these little labels that we've put them under as humans, which is important to know because it helps open your energy up to how you're going to perceive and receive information from spirit or psychically from somebody else. But um, it's important to recognise here that if you are perceiving it as words... It doesn't mean that it's spirit talking to you like I am talking to you right now. And I think when we perceive it and receive it as words, we think that it's verbatim. But it isn't and I've been sitting with spirit with this for, for quite a while trying to pick through this because I had this question and it kept coming up in different places, different scenarios with different people and I was trying to make sense of it. But let's be honest here, if we were hearing spirit clearly um, with words, whether that it's a voice in your head or true clairaudience where it's separate to your physical self, there is zero room for error. There is zero room for it. If I could hear Claire audiently in the sense of how I thought Claire audience was going to be before I started this journey, like you see on ghost whisperer, like you see on medium, then I would turn to them and they would say, "Hello, my name is Tim. I died of a heart attack in 1993, and that's my daughter." And I'd be able to just repeat it. So there's no room for error if you believe that you are Directly communicating with spirit, and your human isn't a part of it. But I think our human is a massive part of it. And although there have been moments with mediums where, in a sentence, they've spoken in another language, if it was truly, if truly nothing, you know, no limit because of our humanness, then you would get trance mediums that were speaking completely different languages grammar correct um, all of it just absolutely perfect and you don't get that you would get mediums that are traveling around the world and working in different countries not needing an interpreter because if your grandmother was German and I'm in Germany then she would just speak to me and I would just repeat what she's saying wouldn't I so we have to accept there's an element of humanness that's in our mediumship that is inescapable and this, there's something amazing about this revelation that may be so obvious to you, but for me is really, I've really been sitting with it in that we think about our communication, our blend with spirit. And I think we all have this idea that when we get to a certain point, it will be perfect. And of course, that point doesn't exist. And I think when we're working in that in in any situation whether it's platform or a one-on-one reading there are varying degrees of spirit connection and that depends on us it depends on the energy the sitter brings it depends on so many things so we have to work in that energy not it doesn't change from spirit can i just say spirit are always good always perfect they don't stand too far away just out of reach they are not tired they are not coming in pain they are not busy elsewhere with a job that was said to me once about my granddad oh, i can't get hold of him he's busy with his job um they are always available always with us uh, infinite power infinite wisdom but there are lots of other variables that can play a part so uh i uh did a demonstration last week, and it was a it wasn't a disaster disaster but it it wasn't my best night um It was a place I work at quite often, the cider works and that night they have a new chef working and it took him a long time to get the food out a long long time and It was a good lesson for me I have to be honest here in communication and uh making sure everybody knows what's going on. So normally what happens is the event starts at seven, people can arrive from half six, um, and then the show starts at about quarter past 20 past eight. And what happened was people were arriving from six o'clock and then moaning that they'd been there ages before the food was served. And then they got the food and then they it was taking a long time for everybody to get served. And that was a real problem. Um, I don't think the show started till 8.35. And it was very rushed for the poor ladies that were having the the final serving because they had to just sort of eat as quickly as they can because everybody was waiting. And that energy, of course, made the demonstration challenging because you had people that were frustrated because they'd waited a long time for their food people that were frustrated that they'd finished their food an hour previously and were still waiting and had the show hadn't started Um, I worked later to make up the time but of course some people found that tiring they wanted to leave when it was supposed to finish not when I was working to people have been sat in the seats for a long time so the seats were uncomfortable so it made a very difficult energy and um, my first two links weren't taken marvelous and there's always a thing when your first link isn't taken um, where you just think oh. and it was because the audience had a a big resistance Um, I was going back and checking myself because I'm not saying I'm infallible but I was going back and checking with spirit and spirit was saying no it's good it's good what you've given it's right Um, and you you just can't move it forward now as an interesting aside within that As always happens, um, you get the emails from people afterwards. Um, saying I think you were with me sorry about that and that's powerful for the core, so you're always going to get that with mediumship that in the moment people have got their expectations and their ideas of who they're going to hear from and it's really hard to move past that um, and there was a wonderful lady who, who emailed me afterwards to say I'm really sorry the first link was with me um, and my daughter and apparently see I don't really remember, when you're in the moment you don't remember all of it but I even pointed at her daughter and said, "I'm with you," and her daughter said, "No, you're not." And the interesting thing about that is, I wanted to express it with you all the limitations of mediumship. So even when you are pointing at the person you're communicating for to, um, you are giving them evidence and and the evidence is all right, um, She, to be fair to her, she was estranged from her grandfather, so she wasn't expecting to hear from him, and her mum in the moment just didn't recognise him, because there was too much going on. And of course it's hard when it's somebody you're estranged from, because if you want to hear from the grandmother that you knew and grew up with, and then the granddad that's estranged is coming in, that can also be challenging and difficult. But it just goes to show, doesn't it, the limitations of mediumship and actually how sometimes it doesn't really matter what you give as evidence. I always had this idea that if I got to a certain level with my evidence and it was so amazing people would undeniably be able to take it but that's making it about me and of course mediumship should not be about me it should be about spirit and then we just put our heads in our hands and weep (laughs) but it's true and I wanted to share that with you because I think I've been buying into this idea that I told myself or maybe the way that mediumship is presented by other mediums and in the media just made me think that there was going to be this space that I could get to where if I got the evidence good enough, it would be infallible. If I could say who I was going to and point at them, they would know that it was them and they would recognize it and they would take it and it just seems that like every time I set myself a when I get here we're going to be cooking on gas the spirit world show me that my expectations are incorrect so take from that what you will but within that of course there is also the limitation of myself and me and what did I bring to that demonstration? How much of it was the fact that I could feel the fact that everybody in the audience, not everybody, but a lot of people were pissed off. I could feel that people were stressed, were annoyed, were disconnected. And how much did I let that impact my mediumship and my blending with spirit? And if we think about it in the easiest term, like percentage terms, I think that 100% blend with spirit is impossible. I don't think it exists because to me a 100% blend would be trance where spirit are using your voice box and speaking through you but if that was that blend then they would be able to do evidential connections with zero errors they would be able to speak in other languages because the spirit would come in and use your voice box to speak in a different language and it would be correct and they don't so that means 100% blend with spirit is not doable in our human condition So say we're aiming for 80% as like optimum mediumship, amazing mediumship. Those people you see where you go, fucking hell, that's incredible. They're at 80%. And I think when we're working with spirit, we are around moving up and down um, in different terms of percentage from moment to moment. And like I said earlier, there are so many variables that play a part. And I'm not blaming anybody, but it is the facts. It is the facts that when I get somebody for a one-on-one reading who's listened to the podcast and understands how mediumship works and understands the experience, they will get a better reading they're more energetically prepared and they bring a better energy into the space, it makes it easier. Now, I'm not saying that that means it's impossible for other people. I'm just saying, for me, it's easier in that space. And so the blending gets deeper and clearer more quickly. And I also find different personalities um, work differently with me. So I find big, boisterous, chatty energies Easier to communicate with than I do quiet and shy. And sometimes it can feel like you're not blending very well and you're like, God, they're hardly speaking. And then you realize it's evidential they were very quiet in life. It's not that. Your blending isn't as good as you thought it was. It's that the spirit is showing you that because it's evidential, it's important. So we're always moving through that space. And I think the more, if, certainly in platform, the more blended you are, you um, The the momentum can build and the next spirit will be easier and the next spirit will be easier and the next spirit will be easier if you've got a responsive audience who are quick to respond, who take spirits, who are on their toes. When you get an audience where no buggers putting their hand up and everyone's doing funny faces and fidgeting and looking a bit bored, that spreads like wildfire through an audience. And then your mediumship will never get the momentum to be able to build up to 80%. And you will be permanently struggling and stuck at 40% no matter how hard you try. And there's nothing that the audience has done wrong. And your work as a medium is to try and push through that and elevate it and push it. But you can just tell sometimes when you walk out there that you've got a 20% audience. And you can spend the next 90 minutes doing some great evidence and really some amazing links And they'll stay at 40% because of your really hard work, but it's never going to be like those nights where you are bloody hell, this is amazing up in the 80s. And there's something we have to accept about that and understand that and embrace it and know that there is always work that we can do to improve it as mediums, but also that. There's a limit to what we can do as mediums and some nights it works and some nights it's just painful and that's how it goes. Now I still love mediumship partly for that reason because when you get the good nights, oh they're amazing and the trouble is once you've had a really good night where you are just blowing your own socks off and you can't really believe what's coming out of your mouth and it's just yes after yes after yes after yes Um, you want that all the time it's an addictive feeling and of course it's not achievable all the time because of all the variables that are going on and so if you have been doing mediumship and you've done a reading for somebody and it's just Taking the wind out of your sails. It's sometimes worse once you've done a good one. I think because then you know what you're capable of, and you think that's it. Now I've cracked this. This is how it's going to be forever going forward in the spirit world. Go, <laughs> absolutely bloody not. Here you go. Learn this lesson. And as you're hemorrhaging out on the stage in front of people, you wonder about all your life choices that led you to this moment. But we have to start talking about this. We have to start being honest. We have to start explaining to people that sometimes there is a limit you can have everything right you can have a great space with brilliant music and an audience that's vibing and you think oh my goodness this is gonna be the muts nuts and you go out there and it just goes Bleh. and if it goes all the way down to a really low vibration in that room then the best you're going to be able to do is raise it a bit and in this, again, let me just say again, there are people, you can get ev- evidence for people where they just don't seem that impressed. And that is just the condition. I would love to know what it is that people want. I mean, I had a guy through the other day and I got his name, I got his illness, I got how he died, I got his relationship, I got how long he'd been in spirit. I got things that have happened since he's been in the spirit world and they still were like meh yeah and looking really unimpressed I mean on that night the other night that was a tough night I got a sister through and I knew it was sister. I knew where I was going. I knew that she had cancer. And I and I said, but it wasn't the cancer that killed her. It was the treatment. And she was allergic to the treatment. And she died from that. Like that is so specific. And yet the audience weren't there. Like you think they're going to be going, oh my God, Hannah. Woo, you're amazing. What evidence. Incredible high-fiving me. Whoop, whoop, whoop. They were just like, mm-hmm. And I think part of that is just resting faces of people. When you feel like you're having a difficult night and you look out across the audience and everyone looks a little bit bored, they've got the same expression on their face that they'd have if they were at home watching Emmerdale, you think, oh, okay, maybe I'm doing something wrong here. But then I know in some of my wow moments, my face hasn't moved much because I'm having such a process emotionally inside that you wouldn't necessarily experience it from the outside. So there's so much going on there but I wanted to talk about the limitations of mediumship but not in a negative way, in an empowering way. Because if we accept then that if you're hearing it as a voice you might be misinterpreting it still. It's your voice, it's your language. My spirit guides are sarcastic, they cuss, they speak to me. In my own in- internal language system, they always have. But that makes sense, doesn't it? Because it's my brain making it into language, not them sending it as language, which is good because they call me bitch an awful lot. And that's just obviously like, hey bitch, <laughs> how you doing bitch? And obviously, that is from watching the Kardashians. <laughs> and not that I have an extra Kardashian in the spirit world as a spirit guide, but they're using my language, they're keeping it light. And that's how I prefer to work. If they came in and and spoke formally, I would feel a bit awkward and uncomfortable. I need it to be that kind of casual relationship because that's what works for me. And if you're seeing pictures, as I know that I've mentioned before, I'm going to say it again anyway, quite often the picture that you see will be through the resource of your mind and your memories. You will experience this in meditations. I bet you experience this all the time. You're walking in, in a field and it's the field you've been in and you think, "Oh, I shouldn't be in this field. I know this field. This is where I walk my dog. But that doesn't take away from the experience. Spirit aren't bringing you a field, why would they? They've got much more important things to do. They are using the resource of your mind. So they're using the resource of your memories, your the things you know, the things you've seen, the things that you've experienced. And within that, sometimes they will bring me things that I will see on TV or read in a book that will come up in a, in a reading so that I can be open to it and I've got that experience fresh in my mind. And sometimes they will just use resources and images and memories from me from ages ago. Like when my first started working with Spirit and a grandparent came in, I would feel my grandfather. I know I've told you that. And I would go, Granddad, go away. I'm supposed to be working with somebody else. And it wasn't him. He wasn't coming in. Spirit are clever. They're not there going, oh, I you'd want to hear from me right now, Hannah. But it's the intelligence of the spirit world that I was just going through the resource of what I know, what feels familiar to me. So when you want to expand your mediumship, your work is to expand your knowledge and your experiences. And you can do that from practicing with friendly spirits, but you can also do it from Watching TV, paying attention. I mean, we're so split in our attention now. Me too. We're half on social media, half on the TV. Just pay full attention to what you're doing. If you're watching TV, watch the TV show properly. If you're not enjoying it, switch it off and be fully present on social media. It, it, walk around graveyards, look at people's lives see who's there, feel into that space and that energy, feel the love that is left behind and work through that and that will help expand your knowing. But be very careful, I think, always with when we use the spirit of saying in a reading because quite rightly what that does for a sitter is makes it where it has to be 100% if they are saying to you something, then you are just repeating it. There is no excuse for getting that wrong. And that can often hold people back. So if you say, I feel, or I know, or I'm experiencing, then that kind of makes it clearer to the sitter of what's going on. Whereas if you say, they are saying, you are making your own bed there with the sitter's expectations. Because if you were having a conversation with me on the phone and somebody was in front of you and you said, Hannah is saying pepperoni pizza is delicious. Don't know why that. I'm obviously hungry. It is lunchtime. Then that is what I would expect you to pass on as the person receiving the message. Verbatim, word for word, no room for error. um, And so... Actually, it's about understanding that and working with it. It's important also as a medium, I think, to question. We often get into this place where we feel like we have to be just receiving and and grateful for it. And okay, that's what you've said. So, okay, I'll pass that on. But you can say to them, I don't understand that. You have to share what you get as soon as you get it. Don't get me wrong. But within that, you can be saying, okay, um, you're showing me a necklace. Have they got the necklace? What's happened to the necklace? Were you buried with the necklace? Tell me more about this necklace. Why the necklace? And understanding the experience that you're having there. I've had some really interesting things recently. Like I could see a photo on a hinge and it was opening and closing in my mind's eye. But the photo that I saw was a photo frame that my grandmother had out in her house um, and my granny died. Oh my gosh, years ago, 25 years ago. So it was a real memory going back to this photo of this oval frame. And I knew it was oval and it had a hinge and it was two pictures. And when I said that to the sitter, it was actually a um, locket. So it wasn't wrong But that's again, you have to just be, I'm seeing two pictures and I kept wanting to move my hands weirdly to open and close to experience the hinge. I knew the hinge was important. And so they knew that at that moment, my energy, my brain wouldn't bring up Lockets, but they knew they could get photos hinged and oval through me. So they got it that way. Does that make sense? And uh, I was reading for one of my lovely mentorship students the other day and um, her... Dad was saying to me, "I'm on her body. I'm on her body," and I. And then you know we were trying to work it out. And I was like, "Have you got his ashes? Have you got a piece?" And she said, "No, I had his wedding ring, but I couldn't wear it." And we were trying to work it out. And then she twigged and said, "Oh, is it my tattoo I got for him?" I said, "Yes," because he was saying, "I'm on her body," and I knew it was to do with. Um, remembering him I knew it was from the spirit world I knew it was something he'd seen that he wanted to acknowledge but I couldn't quite get the it was a tattoo which is weird I've got tattoos you'd think that would be in there and open but in that moment the spirit world just knew that that phrase was what I needed to hear and we'd be able to work it through and and again, if they could say that, you might think, well, if they can say that, why couldn't they say, I've seen the tattoo? Why would they say I'm on her body? But I don't really think he said I'm on her body. I think they sent me the energy of it and my brain perceived it as words. That's the point. So it's a perfectly imperfect communication system. We are not aiming for a 100% blend because if we are 100% with spirit, we are in the spirit world. You are dead in the physical world. <laughs> Your physical self is no more and you are communicating with them. So 100% is an impossible task to set yourself. You need to find something in the middle and learn to be comfortable with that. And that's a real problem if you're a perfectionist like me. It sucks. So it's about finding the comfort and trying to celebrate the wins as you get them and not allowing those wins to become future benchmarks for everything you need to achieve and it sounds bad to say it but I'm going to say it anyway you need to get to a space where you allow your mediumship to be good enough and not set yourself impossible targets and not make it so difficult for yourself to work that you suck all the joy out of it what is good enough and move through that and that will teach you so much it will give you so much. While I remember, I was supposed to say it at the beginning, but I'm always going to be rubbish at this, guys. I always am. Um, January Elevate course. Um, so if you're already experienced in working with spirit and you want to take your connection to the next level, deepen your evidence, um, and Experience all the wonder of evidential mediumship. It's available for booking now. Pop onto my website, HannahMedium.co.uk. I've also got bookings for open for January up to January, with uh, art readings, spiritual assessments. So if you're looking for some guidance on next steps in your path, spiritual coaching and lots of other stuff too. So please do check it out and I will catch up with you all again soon. Take care.